Did you know Granny McDuff now has a Patreon? You can get all episodes ad-free. Games, puzzles, calendars, and more. You can even get discounts off Granny merch. Sign up now on Patreon. Go to GrannyMcDuffENT.com for more information. Good evening, children. It's Granny McDuff, ready with a story. So make yourselves comfy, and I'll begin. When we left off, Philippe, Princess Marie, and Pitpat were on their way to the mountains in search of the Caves of Castania to find the Spell of Spells before Ballantrow, the evil sorcerer, could get it. Philippe, Princess Marie, and Pitpat slept by the fire. They needed all the rest they could get, for tomorrow they would enter the caves of Castania, and if Ballantrow arrived first, it would be the fight of their lives. When the sun came up over the mountains, they were already on horseback. Up, up, up they went. The air became thinner. Pit-pat, pit-pat. Cold it is, I say, said Pit-pat. Take another blanket, said Marie. And keep your voice down, Philippe added to Pit-pat. We're getting closer, Pit-pat whispered, as he took another blanket from his saddlebag and wrapped it around himself. They continued until suddenly an opening appeared, a clearing off the path. Pit-pat, pit-pat, turn we shall, he said. The road was tighter now. The horses slowed, watching their steps on the rocks. Up the mountain they went. Pit-pat sang his song as they travelled along. Pit-pat, pit-pat, we go to trap. We find the spell we never will tell. It's a lovely song, Pit-pat, said Marie. Before he could answer, Pit-pat stopped. There. They had reached it. The opening to the caves of Castania. Dismount we must. On foot from here it is, said Pit-pat. How do you know all this? Marie asked. Pit-pat knows everything he does. Goblins know everything. Pit-pat knows more. He replied. What more do you know? Philippe asked. The wand was found but has been downed. Power no more, you'll not be sore. Pitpat sings. A wand with no spells is no wand at all. You hid it well. But goblins have tricks too, Pitpat said. Philippe, Marie and Pitpat tied their horses up nearby and entered the cave. Are you ready? Philippe asked Marie. I am, she replied. It was so dark. Pitpat lit a torch and led the way. Both Philippe and Marie kept hands on their swords. They expected trouble, but hoped for none. No one knows it's here, Pitpat said. Then why do you know? Philippe asked. A goblin never tells his secrets. But your father I knew, he answered. How did you know my father? 
Philip asked. He was a knight of the realm, young sir, but he was my friend. He saved my life in battle once. For that, I owed him a debt I could never repay, Pitpat exclaimed. And so you repay it now, Philip added. Now and forever I do, he replied. That's why Ballantrow came for you. He knew you knew, Marie said. He did, he did, Pitpat replied. You said to my father that you knew how to defeat the sorcerer. But you never told us how, said Marie. Find the spell and find the answer, Pitpat replied. We have no time for riddles, Pit... What is that? Philip asked. In front of them was a tunnel and a small light at the end. So small you could barely see it, but it was there. Not there. Follow me, you will, Pitpat said. Could be a trap, a decoy, said Marie. Princess is right, she is, said Pitpat. The deeper into the tunnel they went, the darker it became. And colder, too. All they could see was their breath in front of them as Pitpat led the way with his torch. He stopped suddenly and put out his hand. The wall was soft. He reached his hand in and twisted it. A door opened. Watch your head. Stay low. And follow me, you must, said Pitpat. They entered the tunnel. Blades swung down from the ceiling. Knives stuck out from the walls. Pit back, pit back, quick, quick, we must be, he said. And quick they were. They followed Pitpat's steps and ran as fast as they could. The goblin was quite fast. Finally, they made it. But they were not alone. The torch dimmed. And Philippe and Princess Marie could see hundreds of little eyes watching them. Pitpat, Pitpat, keepers they are. Your father chose them, he did, said Pitpat. It is I, keepers of the realm, Pitpat the goblin. Do you know me? One stepped forward. If you say you are the goblin they call Pitpat, tell us the code, said the keeper. Teach me nothing, for I have come to keep safe the spell of Terranactula, Pitpat said. So it is you, said the keeper. Is that what's called the spell of Terranactula? Marie whispered to Philippe. I suppose so, he answered. Who is Terranactula? she asked. There is no time to explain. The sorcerer is near. We must make haste, said the keeper. Pitpat, Pitpat whispered into the princess's ear. He was the mighty one. Created magic itself, he did. He was the keeper of the realm and creator of the spell of spells. Took all his magic, you see. Couldn't even use it himself, he couldn't. But they all came for him. Every witch, every sorcerer, even humans. Everyone wanted the power. So, with what little power he had left, he split himself into a thousand tiny keepers. To 
Tarsiers. They can see in the dark and they are fierce. But when Ballantrow found out it was in the castle, they had to move it in the most secret of ways. Even I don't know how. And into the caves they went. But it seems there is only one way to truly keep the spell safe. To destroy it, Murray said. Pip-pat, pip-pat, exactly, Pip-pat replied. You see, I worked for Terranactula. His right-hand man I was. He gave me the one thing that can destroy that spell in case it ever came to that. And I do believe the time is now it is. Then Pitpat held a finger up to his lips. Shh! Marie understood. They stopped when they reached a small door made of solid gold. The keepers were all around them, but only a few attached themselves to the doors. They each stuck a hand into small holes and all at once they turned it. The door opened. The cave was small and there was only one thing inside. The spell of spells. It was wrapped inside a simple cloth. The keepers handed it to Marie. Take it. Hide it at the ends of the earth. Once you do, we will be able to find it and protect it again. But we look to defeat Ballantrow first, once and for all, said the keeper. So do we, Marie told him. Then we are in alliance, he replied. Now go! As quickly as they could, Marie, Philippe and Pitpat ran out of the caves. Before they knew it, they were on their horses, galloping at full speed through a field of lavender. Then, suddenly, the earth shook and cracked. The horses whinnied and stopped. Ballandrau, Philippe cried. He dismounted and drew his sword. Marie did the same. Pitpat galloped by Marie grabbed her bag as quickly as he could and jumped off his horse and disappeared into the trees. Show yourself, Philippe cried. And so Ballantrow did, walking ever so nonchalantly toward them with the wand in his hand. What he did not know was that the clever goblin he had bewitched after escaping from the box had already placed his own little spell on the sorcerer's wand a spell that weakened its power. As they say, never trust a goblin, for they are cleverer than the rest of us. The spell! Give it to me! Ballantrow demanded. You will never have it! Marie replied. This will not end the way you think it will, young warriors! Ballantrow warned. Give me the spell and the goblin, and be on your way. I have all the power, and I choose your fate. Only we can do that, Marie replied. Suddenly, Pitpat appeared, holding Marie's satchel with the spell inside. Pitpat, Pitpat, so close it is. Naughty, naughty sorcerer. 
said Petpad. Then he looked at Philippe and the princess and said, Slice it in three and gone he will be. They charged at Ballantrow and swung their swords, slicing through his wand at the same time. It burst into three pieces and just as suddenly, with great surprise at being tricked by a mere goblin, Ballantrow disappeared into a pile of dust and flew away with the wind. Pit-pat, pit-pat, burn those pieces, I see said Pitpat as he came back into the clearing. Spread into the wind is good enough, said Marie. He is gone, Philippe said in disbelief. Quite, Marie replied. I cannot believe it. After all these years, it was breaking the wand that defeated him. But it was you, Pitpat, who was clever enough to weaken it, said Philippe. Pit-pat, pit-pat, goblins always have tricks in their boots, Pit-pat replied. It appears they do, and I think Pit-pat is right again. The pieces should go straight into the fire, said Marie. Light one now, I say, Pit-pat remarked as he knelt down, gathering nearby twigs and starting a small flame. Philippe and Marie threw the pieces in. They watched them burn. Ballantrow would never return. Pit-pat, pit-pat, the spell of spells is next, he said. But how? Marie asked. Pit-pat drew a small scroll from his satchel. He handed it to Philippe. My father's handwriting, he said. What does it say? Marie asked. Philippe read aloud. The spell of spells, when used in light, is goodness at its core. But fall into the wrong hands, and darkness shall sweep the earth. But used at all, it will be chased to the ends of the earth and put many lives at risk. It is better destroyed. The keepers did not agree. But if you get the chance, do it, my friend. Only you can. Bastilo, Bastana, Bastono. What does that mean, Pitpat? Marie asked. It means what's next is up to me, it is. Pitpat replied. I say if you're going to destroy it, do it, Philippe said. Seconded. Marie added. Pitpat took the spell of spells from the cloth. It was a flat stone, as ordinary as they come. But there was something inscribed on it. A symbol, intricate. Pitpat, Pitpat, stand back now. It's time, Pitpat said. He took a small knife from his pocket. It was carved of stone and spiralled down to a sharp point at the end. He held the flat stone in his hands with a firm grasp and said, Bastillo, Bastana, Bastono. The stone shook. Pitpat held fast. Then he let it go. It levitated, swaying in the air. 
and he stuck it with his knife where the symbol was inscribed. It fell and exploded into a thousand pieces. Pit-pat, pit-pat, it is done. The spell is gone, it is, Pit-pat said. Then home we shall go, Philippe said. Pit-pat, will you come with us? Marie asked. Pit-pat, pit-pat, of course I will. I am Sir Philippe's right-hand goblin now. I'll never leave his side. Long as you don't talk too much, Philippe joked. Oh, we'll be talking plenty, young lad, that we will, Pitpat replied. And before we go, Pitpat picked up a rose from the bushes just at the edge of the clearing. He gave it to Marie. For you, he said. Thank you, she said. Marie put the rose into her saddlebag and they were off, riding toward home, ready for anything that comes next, but hoping for a bit of rest in the meantime. The End And now it's time to take a deep breath, close our eyes, so that we may drift off into a world of our own adventure. Good night, children. <laughs>